John chapter 19, starting at verse 38. By the way, after we're done with this, I do plan to change, because this will mean we've, we've taken several years, but we've made it through all four Gospels. So right now I'm leaning between two ideas, and you can let me know what you think. One is just to go into the book of Acts and see the early history. Second would be to go through the rest of the books of the New Testament in the order best scholarship thinks they were written. So if that, you know, so you can see the un, unrolling, the developing of, of the faith. You can let me know later. John chapter 19, verse 38. Later, um, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who'd earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloe, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus's body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This is in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. This was a rush job, but it was done in love, and it seems to have been done exceptionally thoroughly. Uh, the reason I say rush job is you remember Passover is coming, the Sabbath is coming, all this. You have got to be clean if you want to be in Passover later. It's going to be weeks later. But all of that stuff's already getting started on this weekend. And so you have to, you know, Passover, Pentecost, all of that big, big time in the Jewish calendar is coming to them. So Joseph of Arimathea, um, if you Google that name, you will find all kinds of stories about him. We don't know much. We just don't know much. Um, there is a very early story about him which does make sense. And that is that he actually traded uh, with 10, the, from 10 mines in Cornwall, England. Because we know the Romans did that. And we know that they did send ships up and back all during this time. And that would explain why he is rich and why Pilate knew him and why he did not feel in danger to ask for the body. He was not, um, he was not open about his, his faith because he was afraid of the Jewish leaders, not because of government or the like. They would have known him. Now, the re that's a very early story. I would say it is likely true. But then there's another one allied to it because we're always, like John Prine said, Jesus the missing years. We, what was he doing during that time? And so people have had him all over the planet and a not terribly early, but still a long time ago story was that Jesus as a young man and as a, a boy even was on those ships with him. Now, most, no, almost nobody believes it's historically accurate, but that is why in England to this day, some of their hymns talk about Jesus walking on their sacred aisle. And did, you know, his feet did paths through here. So just, it's interesting to me. Other than that, we know nothing about him. Nicodemus, we know a little bit about as well. 
they come and take the body away, and the guys are preparing the body. Uh, this and, and Irish and Celtic and uh, Nordic uh, cultures, it's always the women that care for the body. But these men knew they had to work hard and they had to work fast. And think, why, we have details here that don't mean a lot to us, but they mean a lot to them. Myrrh and aloes, that's a lot. That's expensive. 75 pounds with, that's a lot. Wrapped him in strips of linen with all of these herbs. Why? Because although this tomb had never been used before, if it's like most tombs, it's going to be used a lot. And you got to go in and out. And so you kill the smell. Uh, and aloe in particular, you hasten the decay without smell. It's, that, that's, that's a lot of it. But it also does something else. Back, oh, what was it, in the 40s, a guy wrote the Passover plot. Became a bestseller. I read it when I was about 10 or 12 because I found it in my dad's library. I, he didn't mind. I read uh, pretty much everything he had. Most of it was a lot better than the Passover plot. But his whole idea was, well, there wasn't, you know, Jesus didn't die. Uh, he had alternative explanations, such as the disciples, um, Mary and all of them, went to the wrong grave. Um, that, was, that one to me is just, seriously? The leader, the, the holder of all your hopes died, and, and a couple of days later, you, you can't go, where did we put him? That seems beyond ridiculous. And others, the disciples stole his body and just claimed that he was, that he resurrected. Makes no sense with the behavior of the apostles. Because the way they preached and taught and suffered persecution, torture, and death without ever revealing that, oh, guys, no, I can tell, I can tell you where the body is. I'm not a big believer in conspiracies because I've never met two people that could keep a secret that long. And 12 especially when you're being tortured, uh, I'm, no. But there's another one, and that is that Jesus had just swooned. I love that word. It's not a medical word. Don't use that in your stuff, guys. We have John and, and Matthew Little here, and it's so good to look down and see them. They were here all during the university years here at Lipscomb, and now they're in medical school, two different states, but uh, it's good to have you right here. Good to have you here. It's very cool. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, to, we're going to go back to death now. The uh, swooning, and then in the cold air of the, of the tomb, he revived, and he got up, and he, he left. First of all, that's ridiculous. After every, all the punishment his body had taken, he's not getting up anywhere. And then he's wrapped in 75 pounds of linen and spices. Have you ever been rolled up in a carpet? I had big sisters. I was rolled up in a carpet. And it wasn't a 75-pound carpet. In fact, it was probably a roll of linoleum. I don't really remember. All I know is it only took one, one and a half wraps, and Patrick was out of the equation. If you could fight your way out of all of that after all his body had taken, I would submit to you that that's a better movie than the one we got. God went understand, understated here, and these wrappings will become important later. If you have any questions, by the way, please, you can chime in. We don't have a, a microphone because we're not passing microphones back and forth. 
And normally we would have Albert Might, but because of COVID, uh, we don't let um, Albert come here, except for staff stuff. Um, we don't because we want to sit, protect Albert and Fancy. They're they are true ju uh, jewels and gems. So, and I know they're watching. Hi guys. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the the tomb. Oh, by the way, Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene. It doesn't matter. Mary Magdalene is more common uh, back in that age. Went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Oh, by the way, the swooning Jesus would have to fight his way out of all that, roll the rock back, overcome the guards. Who, if they just said that, they wouldn't, they probably wouldn't be punished. <laughs> but sleeping on duty, that'd be another one. Um, moving along. Uh, so she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter. Peter's a little older. He probably even started running sooner. Um, playing with a bunch of the uh, kids from family that loves us here and I didn't ask permission so I'm not going to name the name but they came over so we could talk through the door you know basically the doors open but there's this and but the kids were just running out playing I come in and little one goes Mr. Mr. Patrick Mr. Patrick uh, we're playing tag and I said I'm I'm not much of a runner and the little sweet girl looked up and goes you can just walk fast I went okay fair enough I was it a lot that's all I'm going to say um so Peter, run, but think of, again, Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. So we're both running. The, the younger, um, more, I'm thinking, disciple stops to look in the tomb first. Peter just, that's Peter. I love Peter. I do. Uh, I would be Peter if I had more energy. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still laying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first. It, this, you can tell a guy wrote this. I got there. And he has to tell you a few times. I was still, I was first. Yes. very true this is this shows the human touch in scripture if God had been uh, dictating word for word he probably wouldn't have brought up who got there first twice you know but guys are in it God works through human beings when he wrote scripture um, the cloth was still laying in his place separate from the linen uh, for, oh he saw the disciple walked in saw and believed now in parentheses you will find a phrase uh, that makes up the totality of verse 9. They still do not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Um, I wouldn't have either. I, I don't think I'm that sharp. I don't think if I'd been an earnest student of the, the Old Testament, the Torah, uh, all of my life, that I would have come up with this. It's only afterwards that you get the meaning. And I... The movie's way out of date now. I've got to find another way to do this. 
But the movie Sixth Sense did that better than any movie I'd ever seen, where something that happens at the end changes everything in the movie. Not, if you haven't watched it by now, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh, but I mean, we didn't see it coming. I've had people say, I saw that coming. Liar. We didn't see it coming. And when it happened, Cammy and I just looked at each other. We had rented it from Blockbuster. So we're living high. Uh, so we, we watched it again and were amazed how everything changed. Once you knew everything changed. It's the same with this. If I was a Jewish man, a devout Jewish man of this time who had studied scripture, went to temple, uh, prayed for the coming of the Messiah, I'm not sure I would have gotten it. But after, it made sense. It's like, oh. And now when you read the Old Testament, it's full of Jesus. It is absolutely cram-packed with Jesus. That's another thing we could do, is we could go back and do Christ B.C., um, yes, I know what that means. They did not understand. So that parenthetical statement, by the way, are the reason they put parentheses around them, or in the King James, turning it into italics, is because in some manuscripts that d isn't there, it may have been therefore a copyist note that worked its way in later as people were copying. None of them have anything to do with doctrine, salvation, so we're cool. The disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. I want to stop here and just say Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. A lot of people think it's John. Most people think it's uh, Luke. Um, they, they weren't handling this right. The woman who is crying is left alone. Not cared for. And it is a dangerous place for her to be. They're, the Romans are still on high alert. The Jewish leaders and their people are on high alert. The whole city's in an uproar. It may be very, very, very dangerous to be seen as a follower of Jesus on this day. And especially to want to go to his grave and honor him. Um, one of the things that ISIS did was go to tombs that were generally recognized, whether or not it's true or not, to, as this is the tomb of Jonah, this is the tomb of, and blow them up so that nobody would worship there. Um, they, earlier, what, was it the Taliban? I think it was the Taliban that used cannons to destroy the massive Buddhas. Were, so you just, you, no, 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 no. Well, she's in trouble. She's upset. By the way, the first person to witness and to preach about the resurrection was a woman. Yay. She was stood crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. We'll stop there and just say the other gospel accounts will have one guy there but it's in a different time period please remember that the situation was fluid I don't think two angels sat all day in there I think they're moving so when one comes they see one when another comes they see two I don't see this as a problem I've had people say contradiction I don't think so 
They ask her, why are you crying? And that's the most man, I don't know, I know they're angels. uh, Therefore, they probably have a deep theological thing going here. But um, asking a woman why she's crying is not always helpful or safe. Um, especially in the U.S. where they have access to firearms. I think this might have been, well, I want to wait because it shows up in verse 15. They've taken my Lord away, she said. So did she know the resurrection? Not yet. She didn't know that yet. Something has happened as well. And I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not recognize that it was Jesus. Okay, we can stop here because a lot of people go, well, how? We don't know. It could be, we do know his body still bore the mark of crucifixions. So it could be he was still disfigured and and quite a bit so. Uh, The Bible never says God rose him with a perfect body, ever. In fact, it does the opposite. So you can talk to Thomas and say, you, you want to you touch the wounds? They're real. It also could be, uh, his voice would absolutely be changed. He's been, without food, water, been beaten up. Your voice isn't going to sound the same. And even something simple as she's down there crying, you don't see, do your best seeing while crying, looks up and there's this guy there with the sun behind him. And I'm at the age now when I walk in a house, I think, am I walking? Am I still wearing my sunglasses? You know, the, 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 the uh, light change, all of a sudden, it's got to take a while to find my house and what's in the house. It could be any of these things. But listen what Jesus says. He doesn't just stop where the angel spoke. He asked her, woman, again, woman back then wasn't what it is. Woman, <laughs> no, 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 no. It is, it was a term, it's like, ma'am, dearest lady. It's it's a term of respect. Woman, why are you crying? Look what he adds. Who is it you're looking for? There's the theology. Are you looking to honor a dead rabbi? If so, you're out of luck. What is it you're really wanting? Have you ever stood in front of the pantry for a long time or an open refrigerator and you're going, I just don't know what I'm hungry for. That kind of feeling. Um, Jesus and God know all about this. And God walks in the garden after the fall of Adam and Eve. He asks a question. Where are you? Now, does God know their geographical location? Yeah, he does. He's asking, where are you now? And he's asking her, what are you looking for? He's not being cruel. And he is, he is helping her process this because how are you going to pro- process this if you hadn't been to vacation Bible school and hadn't learned this story? This is new stuff. Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. I love Mary Magdalene. I adore her. 
because of this. That's all I need to know. In this, I'm serious about this. You would still have mobs with swords and rocks ready to rock it in. Think of Twitter unloosed upon the street. A horrific concept. And she is saying, I'll get his body and I'll pick it up and I will carry it and take care. Wow. This woman amazes me. If you're not amazed by Mary Magdalene, there's a serious deep character flaw in you that I can't judge you over, but inside I am. Jesus said to her, Mary. Wow. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Again, parenthetical. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I've not yet ascended to the fa my father. The, what was the old King James? Do you remember the old King James phrase? Touch me not. And that one always bothered me as a kid until I found out later that the translators, back in 1611, worked with the best they got, but they didn't have great manuscripts, and we've learned a whole lot more since then. The touch is more of a woof. And that grab. Ow. He's back, but he's still in a human body. Have you ever had an, um, oh, let's say a bad hand? You had carpal tunnel or you broke a bone or something. And people come up and, oh my goodness. You're afraid to be hugged sometimes because not COVID. Remember, remember before COVID? I think today is day 199 actually, of the two weeks to flatten the curve. So we're, we're doing well. Anyway, um, the, um, move, move along. Don't hug me. It also could have been a Jewish joke because Semitic humor is different. I went to school with a lot of Jews. Loved it. I loved it better than the classes. Um, it, it could be don't kill me. I'm not dead yet. I haven't gone up to the Father yet. You know, that, that in the Jewish system, that would be a joke. And it'd be a funny one to me when I look at it that way. Not sure that's what was happening here. I do want to bring up, if we read it as read, uh, for the NIV says, he had ascended to the Father. King James Version, some of the other versions say, I have not yet gone to the Father or visited my Father. Which leads the question, where were you then? Well, First Peter says that he was preaching to the spirits in prison. And there's nobody in this room or anybody you know or anybody they know who knows what that means. I have read, I don't know, probably a dozen verses that and you're going, wow, they make a good point. Then you read the next book and you're going, Dude, this, I think this new guy's right. It's just, whatever was going on, Jesus is now saying, don't kill me, hang on, I got some stuff. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. This equalizing of status is something Jesus does. We 
because we ate from the wrong tree and because our culture ate from the wrong tree and our state has eaten from the wrong tree, I don't mean Tennessee, states. We, um, we don't really do that. We look at each other, we can, we can divide so quickly over politics, the color of skin, um, ideas. We are gifted at division. Jesus narrows it. All right, I'm going to try to hear you from the back, Prenny. That's really cool. Now, that's, I wish you were up here. We don't have anybody running sound or anybody that could do that. So, Renee, let me, I'm going to try for the people online, right? Um, who and I will become your fans. We will stalk you relentlessly. You'll never have a meal in public again. Um, the, uh, she, she makes an excellent point, which is uh, something some theologians have written extensively about, and it's certainly possible, maybe even probable. I don't actually have an opinion because I'm one of the very few people I know that's comfortable not having opinions about everything. Uh, but the information here that you shared is important, that he may, since sin separates us from God, um, and actually sin is defined as missing the mark, but the, the consequences of sin is to separate from God. And Jesus bore all of our sins. He had to first defeat sin before, and by defeating sin, that resurrection, that Christus, um, uh, Christus Victor, uh, the Christus Rex, that's that theory, um, not theory, theology, it's very dear to me. I, I believe that Jesus didn't just die on the cross for our sins, and had he just died on the cross for our sins, it would not have saved us. It needed to be the power over death, which means the power over the consequences of sin. And what's one of the first things he then says to her, my God and your God. What do we mainly know Mary about, about Mary? And the people say, well, she wasn't a really good person. Not in her, uh, early. And if that is true, Jesus is looking at her once again, that leveling, equalizing, saying, my God and your God, my Father and your Father. I didn't cover everything you said, Renee, um, but I would like to. Um, you even had a nice thing at the end of it. Jesus came back and told Mary that the game was won before he went home to give his, show his dad the trophy. Was that close? Okay. Very, very insightful. Thank you, Renee. Um, and that leveling again, the whole book of Luke, if you need a review, every time he found anybody who would consider themselves above him, 
or below him, he ate with them to bring them, because you are who you eat with in the first century, to level. Uh, we need to get to this point. I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things. And the apostles leapt into action. No, they didn't. But she was the first preacher to declare the risen Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, it's a jam-packed day, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Let us stop for a minute. The most often given command of Christ, you should know by now, but fear not, exactly, which I find exceptionally cool, and not what you would expect from a God, you know, um, but the God, that's what you get. Well, now Jesus is walking into a place, please remember, he told them, you go and I'll be there, or you, and they don't. And they're in a locked room afraid. And Jesus doesn't come in and say, I cannot believe I poured three and a half years of my life into you. I was crucified and you're afraid. Of, no, none of that. Jesus is, is not a critic. He's a savior. He's a judge. Um, and that judge is great because he loves us and already we're in. My father, your father. My God, your God. If you do these things, Mary. No, no, there wasn't an if. And when Jesus walked around in his world, he just didn't give people those kind of ifs. Uh, here he comes and says, peace be with you. And I, I'm, Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Lecha. Um, after he'd said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Wow. There are a whole lot in there, isn't there? Again, peace. After everything, peace. We're good. I am. Um, I've just seen too many good people on their deathbeds, almost entirely in hospitals, look at me, and I see some fear in their eyes, hoping they did it right, and they're okay with Jesus. I just, I've seen that just too many times. We're good. Yes. It, yes, that's a good point. He says it would seem by this time that he has been to the Father. Either that or they've talked in some way. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's a good point. Was your hand? Yes, John. Oh, that's a good question. When he says receive the Holy Spirit, did they come upon him then or upon Pentecost? The answer is yes. The Holy Spirit... In fact, I love the way Paul put it, and C.S. Lewis has a great writing about this, which, like the sixth sense, is dated now. 
C.S. Lewis talks about being given a super expensive fountain pen. And as soon as you say that, anybody under 45 is gone. No. And he said, what if you were given the most expensive, most elaborate, most beautiful, the one you always wanted? It is useless to you unless you fill it. And he talks about how we've been given the gift of the Spirit, but how Paul tells us to pray daily for the filling of the Spirit. Remember Jesus talks about the Spirit goes where he will. And you cannot, um, you're not going to be able to track him. If you think the Lord, uh, I didn't mean to be irreverent, but um, some people I was golfing with a few years ago, and they, they said, let's see this swing. And I said, if you think the Lord moves in a mysterious way, watch this. Uh, it's like, it's rather like a man trying to be trying to put on a shirt while being attacked by bees. Um, regardless, that's not the point, is it? The point is, sometimes the Holy Spirit will come in a different measure, in a different way, with different power. They need to start the life of daily filling with the Holy Spirit. I prayed several times about that before I preached today. I always do. I pray about it every day of the week. And I love verse 23. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Uh, I read the speeches of Martin Luther King Jr. And he truly wove this concept into his teaching. Um, the, the concept of, as opposed to Malcolm X, for example. Malcolm X was wanting violence. He was wanting revenge and the like. And as I've told many people reading their stuff, uh, I, I truly believe that if I was a young black man during that time, I would have gone with Malcolm. Because we never think love's going to make it, do we? We need something rougher. But Martin Luther King Jr. never wanted white people to be ashamed forever and he just wanted, come on, let's just be equal. Let's just let it be equal. Can we do that? And, he, and he, his words are saturated with love. If you've not read his speeches, I really recommend you, that you do. And he was full of forgiveness. So that you can move, because you're not going to be able to move until you have forgiveness, right? So let's just do that. Let's get rid of that. Got a call this week from a man that I respect almost so much. And he was encouraging me, helping me, talking to me. And I, near the end, I said, I really, I really appreciate you and your wisdom. And I said, I'm sure we don't agree about everything. And he interrupted me. He goes, Patrick, I couldn't think of what that might be. Now, this is a guy with a huge brain. It wouldn't take him long. He lives his life in a I'm not finding fault with people way but rather a forgive and move day away. There are a lot of heroes out there, and that's one of mine. I believe that we need to forgive people. Is the promise given here to them our promise as well? I don't know, but I plan to forgive people. Okay, I, I don't know. I might be ripping it out of context. If so, God's going to save me anyway. So we just... Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, 
Didymus means twin. So does Thomas. So there you are. One of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. And he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand to his side, I will not believe. Well, what an awful person. Why did the other ones believe? They got to see him and poke him. He showed them all that stuff. I've said this probably a dozen times in the seven years I've been here, but please don't call him Doubting Thomas. He's not. In fact, he wasn't in the locked room afraid of all the others. Probably on a grocery run so that they could have something to eat. You know, kind of like when COVID lockdown goes, you know, we're running out of Nutella. This cannot stand. We need to, you know, Patrick, I know you might die, but we need this, do the run. You know, and, and so, okay. Um, and by the way, we're still trying to get rid of the huge pack of quarantine toilet paper we got that, that you could read through. So if you need any completely ineffective toilet paper, moving on. See, you don't get that at other Bible classes. You just don't get that kind of analysis. And now I'm terrified to call on you, John, because I've heard from you before. They twin the, uh, sent the twin because they've got a spare, said the twin sitting beside the spare. The heir and the spare. So, the other disciples said this, but a week later, the disciples were in the house. Oh, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. It was Sunday night when Jesus showed up there. Thomas is gone. We actually, and there's a sermon outline book that has it in it. Um, sermon outline books were huge in the churches of Christ um, and they uh, I, I heard the sermon more than once the reason Thomas doubted was because he hadn't come to Sunday night service mm. I'll forgive him <laughs> a week later the disciples were in the house again. Thomas was with them. Th though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, I told you to get out of here. Oh, no, no. Jesus is not a critic. He'll help you get there. It's going to take a while. He'll help you get there. <laughs> Have you seen the commercial about um, if your house has an ant problem and it's human ants coming in? One of the best commercials ever. I also think the where the guy helps you not be your parents is one of the best sets of commercials ever. Um, and I wish insurance com companies would just lower their rates rather than running five million commercials. But seriously, every time that woman's sitting there saying, well, the squirrels are back, I lose it. I absolutely lose it. Anyway, again, stuff you wouldn't get everywhere. Um, peace. Peace. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand. Put it to my side. Stop doubting and believe. Jesus said to him, my Lord and my God. He's also the first one to say that among the apostles. Then Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you've, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. 
Um, we always apply that to us. And I think you could. I, th I think you could. But it's, it's letting them know you're not alone. Others have believed already. Sadly, this is true about most churches, even today. The people you lead are ahead of you. You'd better run out there and get in front. Leaders have a hard time with that. They really do. Churches tend to move theologically and also in terms of creativity, how to deliver the message of God uh, faster than a group of guys in a closed room. And all of a sudden, they're out of sync. The person in between that gets grounded and ground to, to powder is usually the minister. And if there are other staff, that staff gets ground there too. I believe he's telling them the same thing God told Elijah. Get out of the cave. You're not alone. There are other people out there. When you look at the tenses of the verbs used here. See, I've got about another three minutes. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We're, we will stop at this section. As you can tell, we're almost done. And uh, I'll prepare for next week and let you know an e-blast. But if you have an input, please send me a text. Um, send me a, um, uh, an email. If you live in 1980, you can fax us, I guess. However, you passenger pigeon. Regardless, I just want to bring this up. You will find scholars who believe that John stopped writing here because it sure sounds like an endpoint, and that the rest was added. Possibly, but we can't find a manuscript where the next where chapter twenty one is not in it, unless it's also missing a page. So I think it's probably in it. There are you ever been on the phone call and you thought it was ended and it wasn't? My my wife calls her parents every other day which we n never used to do. Just in the last six months or so, she started doing that. And it's amazing now how well they communicate. You know, they were always good. I, that came out poorly. But now it's more just chatter, chatter, chatter. And there are several times I th I'm hearing her think, oh, it's wrapping up. It's not wrapping up. There's more. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's all this is. I don't... I don't believe that a bit was tacked on to the end and I'm excited to talk to you about that but not today I'm not excited about anything anymore it's time for us to ease God bless you I hope you've enjoyed this if you you want to come up and give me a preference of what you'd like to study after we're done with this you let me know all right cheerio